Hello, and welcome back to the Messy Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Sanford, and I'm so happy to have you here. In today's conversation, we're chatting with my friend Lucy Wang. I met Lucy in person at a photography workshop years ago now and um, collaborated with her for a bit when we both dabbled in the newborn prop industry for a couple of years. She's a wife and mama of three residing in the LA area. She is also a self-proclaimed iron chef, um, a crazy plant lady, an SYSK binge listener, and you will most likely find her in the kitchen cooking for her family. Otherwise, she's tending to her indoor jungle, heading to a hip-hop class, browsing the aisles at Trader Joe's, or entertaining in her backyard. And occasionally, you can find her with camera in hand, helping other families document those small but significant moments in life. She is a fellow photographer. And with that, we will jump into our conversation with Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for joining us today. As we get started, um, I'll have you share a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay. Um, hi, Alicia and everyone. Um, my name is Lucy Wang. Um, I am a wife and a mama of three kids. Um, Akko's five, Kahi three. Should I, should I say this? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Teddy, who's five months old. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how detailed to get, but um, I went to school in a totally different field. Um, but, you know, sometime in the last 10 years decided that I actually want to do something completely different. So I pursued um, something in the creative arts and uh, now I'm a photographer. Well, when we met, I was a pretty um, new photographer, I would say. Um, and, um, and, and the new thing, uh, that we're looking into now is actually starting back up a commercial studio space now that we're officially done having children. <laughs> so there's a, um, I guess, sh a shift of focus and back to the career. So we're actively looking in the LA area and actually it's just been such a headache. So catching me in a, in a very busy time, I guess. Yeah. Well, I've, I would not have guessed that you were new to photography when I met you because you were doing some killer newborn work already. So I had no oh, idea you were new. <laughs> that's very kind. I yeah, I was, and it was um, I, I it was not only new to newborn photography, but I was also new to just I think just being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and uh, a you know woman entrepreneur at the time, uh, no kids then, so there was a lot more time to focus on sort of pursuing this, and now it's. Yeah, now it's it's so interesting juggling this many hats, right? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I only have one kiddo, so I can only imagine how three plus all the ventures and endeavors can fill your time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you shared a little bit about your journey into your, you know, entrepreneurship and whatnot. Um if you're comfortable, I know that you experienced HG, and I don't want to butcher how you pronounce the actual full term, but um, you experienced that with all three kiddos through pregnancies, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. How did that, I know I'm putting you on the spot, um, how did that play into how you were running your business and spending your time that way? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really interesting. I think, um, at least for me, the challenges, well, first of all, the experience is something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. I know it's like a really cliche saying, but there is just no, um, this is a family, <laughs> family friendly podcast. There's just, it, it's absolutely terrible in, in ways I think, unless you go through something similar. And when I say similar, I mean, just a very uh, challenging, physically challenging, but chronic situation. I think that's the thing that really um, was very eye-opening for me. It's that it's this, um, you know, minute by minute, day by day, weeks on end, months into just there's never sort of a relief. And that's something I've never experienced um, with physical challenges. Um, and, I, you know, for me, I think it it only sort of uh, spurred me on to be a bigger hustler. I always say I hustle. <laughs> um, and I think I think the experience of having kids in general for me, whether or not there was HG attached, was one where it made me tougher. Like I, I literally feel like with each new child, and certainly when Akko was born, that's when I think the biggest change happened. But I feel like a new woman. Like I feel like there are, you know, real changes to – obviously the way I view the world and certainly the way I, you know, look at my business. Um, but also it just, they're, you know, they're the reason again, more cliches, but they're the reason why I work so hard. Um, because I, I do want to provide uh, financial assistance to my family. I know some women, you know, uh, one way or the other, right. Whether you pursue a career, whether you're a stay at home mom and I'm, I'm um, I want I want both, you know, so I think for me, uh, having the challenge of bringing them into the world with being HG only makes me want to work, I think, that much harder um, to be able to. In fact, just last night or two nights ago, uh, my husband and I were sort of dreaming about what this new studio space could be, what direction I want to take my business in, because so far it's really been very heavily fine art studio newborn. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I think in order to accommodate a, a wider client base, there, we're just sort of brainstorming a lot of ideas. And it's scary, but it's really exciting. And, and again, the reason for all of that is, you know, the three of them and how difficult it was to to have them. Yeah, I'm really sorry that you went through that. I remember watching you, you know, share um, bits about it. And I just, I hate saying I can't imagine because I, I don't want that to feel like it's just alienating or whatnot. But I really... I'm just so sorry you went through it, but it's inspiring that you have that outlook after going through it and three times. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm going to separately, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit on the studio thing. Cause I, I feel like we're kind of potentially on the same, uh, path there. And anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. More about that later. <laughs> um, so you've just recently welcomed baby number three into the family and I know you've shared a little bit about where you guys are kind of focusing studio wise you also though have a lot of other passions that I I want you to mention (laughs) because I know about them but listeners don't um you're great at everything you seem to touch but I really want you to highlight the other passions of yours (laughs) oh no that's very kind and it's funny because um in in passing a friend had mentioned that I was uh and, and again, I think it's social media, right? You, you you share these things and then people see a, a very small subset of, of your life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'll share the hobbies that I tend to do okay with. But uh, a friend had highlighted that I, I was um, like a 
a jack of all trades. But the but the phrase actually after that is that I think like master of none, right? So it's funny. <laughs> um, but that's kind of how I am. I mean, I get. Um, I think I think it has a lot to do with my upbringing. And when I was growing up, I I was not given allowance to try anything. So to great to you know explore hobbies, to explore things that interested me, um, I was very heavily directed towards sort of academic pursuits. So I, it's almost like I'm revenge discovering that side of me as an adult now that I get to, you know, uh, call the shots. Yeah. So, I mean, I love everything. I love baking and, and that sort and that sort of led into, cause I never, I didn't grow up baking at home, you know, baking with mom, with siblings, which I think is such a common part of childhood now that I observe that through the lens of a mother. Um, but uh, that led me into discovering that I really like to, you know, bake and cook and make food fun for my kids because Akko was an extremely picky eater and him being my first, I just, I mean, you know, now having multiple kids, I realized, well, that was always who he was going to be. Nothing I could do would change that. But as a mom of one, one child, I did backflips trying to make him eat. Right. So then the, the, the cute bento boxes and the, the extra things. And then, um, so that's a pursuit. I have an Instagram page for that. And then another pursuit, again, was born out of just a hobby and an interest, which is uh, doll houses. I, I can never seem to keep my house clean. So I keep my doll house clean <laughs> and I, you know, get, get my sense of accomplishment and worth and satisfaction from from keeping the mini one clean. And then um, and then and then it's funny because the dollhouse was purely for me. It was a toy for me. Um, it was therapy for me. And then one day I caught Akko playing with it, although I told him, you know, this is not a toy. It's, you know, mommy's thing. And he just, as a, a very young two-year-old at the time, spent hours, you know, just sitting in front of it. And just the way that it can grab his attention, that imaginative play being, you know, so good. And so uh, keeping their attention for so long that I thought, man, I, you know, maybe I should sell this. Maybe I could share with other moms, you know, and, and um, looking into, again, I feel like every time I have an interest, I then immediately want to capitalize and, you know, uh, monetize that mm -hmm. interest. Um, it's, it's sort of, cause I went, I went to school for business. Uh, so I feel like there's sort of that, that business mindset, that gear turning constantly in my mind. Um, but I, I mean, there's so many things I love. I love to, you know, knit. I, I started it during COVID, I think as many people did and looking into dancing, but, it, but again, you know, um, not that I can turn those things into sort of a, a business, but I definitely think about it. So that's just kind of how my brain works, I guess. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that you're always hustling and it makes sense that you're thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So you, you touched on the fact that you really enjoy cooking and baking. Um, but I do want to know on a day or an evening that was like a crazy day, you were out of the house, you don't have any time to really worry about cooking a fancy meal. Are there any quick, I don't know, kitchen hacks or go to like meal plans or recipes that you try to have on hand? Um, if for the kiddos, like, or for all of us? Oh, either or both. <laughs> you know, I, I have, so it's okay. So my one true joy and love, um, it, it's food. So no matter how busy I am, um, I will always turn on the stove, but I also think, and, and for every meal. So I cook 
every single day, three meals a day, sometimes more because the snack times. But I also think I do that because cooking to me is, I, I always look at cooking as a very fast, simple, sort of a non-hassle thing. And that's why no matter how day, how busy the day will get, that will never sort of leave the you know, the premise of what I do. Um, really quick hack. So I have one that's a, a surprisingly, I think, easy thing to make that I don't think people realize, which is very kid friendly, is chawamushi. And it's the Japanese steamed egg custard. Um, so the texture is really like tofu, but obviously more nutritious um, because the, the base liquid, you can use a stock. So even like the store-bought, you know, chicken stock works well, or you can make your own, which you then store it, right? But essentially, you just crack an egg, scramble it in a container um, that is able to be heated, like in a steamer. Um, and then you literally just add one part egg, so however you know, much because egg, eggs are different sizes, right? To three part liquid. And um, you can just use water, but again, stock would make it more nutritious. And sometimes I also hide little chopped up veggies. So you can buy the frozen one, right? Or you can just chop up broccoli and carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you literally steam it for 10 minutes and it, it becomes this, it's almost like a chiffon. I mean, it's not cake. It's like a silken tofu texture with all the, you know, veggies in it. You can add like chicken bits or sausage bits in it like it just depends on how fancy you want to make it and if you have all those things sort of prepped and chopped already you just literally throw it in crack an egg and then it's you know a filling enough meal for an adult too depending on the size you make so maybe two eggs but my kids it's like a without fail the pickiest eaters will eat it in fact um non-asian friends of ours will come and the moms will immediately be like there's no way they would eat that like they've never had that they're very like texture sensitive but it's always been a crowd pleaser. I've never met anyone who didn't like it. So, and it's just, it's so fast, right? Like a meal in 10 minutes. So yeah. That sounds really good. And I'm, I'm not the greatest with steaming anything outside of vegetables in a steam tray. (laughs) So you can, you can, you can microwave it. So if the container can withstand microwaving, you literally, yeah. So, um, you don't have to use we use steamers a lot because it's such a healthy way of cooking mm-hmm. and fast but you can literally pop it in the microwave and it'll steam the egg for you like it'll cook it so it's really good good to know i'll definitely try that yeah. sounds really good okay so i want to hear a little bit about like back to business and managing like you said all the hats that you wear have you outsourced anything, whether it was in your home or within your business, like backend, admin, that kind of stuff, um, work life in general that you swear by or that has really helped? You know, I have not, but that is not because I don't want to. Um, as far as the business things of um, admin and uh, editing, because that's a huge, I feel like that's probably the biggest it's the front end, right? When you're sort of in the the inquiry section and then sort of the post work. Um, I haven't, part of it is because I am such a control freak. So Mm -hmm. I would love to listen to other guests of yours who share their hacks. Um, But also my business up until this point wouldn't have been able to financially sustain it. So I feel like um, part of being a photographer, and I won't speak for the entire photography community, right? But I feel like what I've seen, I can speak to, at least in the newborn sort of smaller sphere, is that sometimes people are not um, looking at it like a business in the sense of you have to constantly think about your bottom line. 
and that's one thing where I feel like, again, it's maybe that training, you know, back in college, but I'm constantly running this sort of COGS analysis, right? Cost of goods or cost of doing business. And up until really, honestly, at this point still, my business would not, could not have sustained the cost of hiring help, essentially. But I would love to get to a point where the second is sustainable, I would look into it and and then maybe work through the control freak side of it, you know, in therapy or something. So, um, but no, I have not, um, but I would love to very soon. I I completely understand that. And to be honest, and I'm admitting this to obviously you and I guess whoever's listening, uh, <laughs> I've been kind of in that same boat, trying to justify the cost of specifically investing in a CRM platform. And I really need to, I really want to, I understand the benefits and how much it would drastically lower the amount of time that I'm on my phone trying to email back and forth, for example. Um, It would just automate a lot of things and help me to Mm -hmm. spend that time in a better way. So that's my next step. But up until now, it's I don't know. I specialize in, you know, babies and newborns and then family photography. And there is definitely a busy season and a slower season in that for whatever reason. It's just, I don't know. It's just always been that way for me at least. And so I'm Mm -hmm. coming into a busy season and I'm making my first priority (laughs) to implement the CRM platform and invest in it because then I know that during my slower season, I can really dive into it and set it up and just hopefully going forward, make the next year a lot more seamless and be on my phone less. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask actually what platform you're, you're looking at? Well, there's obviously a few that are popular. Um, a lot of people I know use HoneyBook or Dubsado okay. or I think the other one's Iris Works. And then um, recently one of my guests actually told me about, I think, Go high level. I, I want to say that's anyway, I'll put the information in the show notes just in case people want to check them out. But I think she had mentioned that that one, the, the new one, go high level. I think it's, it's even more encompassing than the other ones in different ways. So I'm, I'm kind of cross comparing. <laughs> I just need yeah, something that's no. user friendly. <laughs> That's so again, selfishly, I was asking you because um, in the beginning when we were sort of just chatting and I was mentioning that I slept, you know, for an average of two hours for the past two nights, what I was doing actually was exactly um, the sort of front end of the work I would need to do to automate. And we mm-hmm. were looking at HoneyBook um, because I actually, I I have not heard of any of the other platforms you mentioned, oh. but again, looking, because it's, it's, again, it's that, it's that business, right? So mm-hmm. I, when I started newborn photography, one of the first things I did was write up a very comprehensive business plan, incredibly large. And in, in fact, I worked on an Excel spreadsheet that I now very lovingly refer to as my big Bertha. That was her name. (laughs) And it was, you know, I don't even know how many tabs, hundreds of tabs. Um, And this is my accountant training, right? Excel and and formula driven and running all sorts of scenarios and numbers and predictions and all of it, because I don't want to be in the red for the first few years of business, even though that's, um, you know, even if that had happened to someone else, that's totally okay. Right. Um, but I wanted to make that first dollar net income as soon as I can. So I think one of the things with automating is that I think with a new studio and where I want to take my business when we start a new studio is operating at, at a volume and at a price point where it would more than 
at this point, you know, it, it would bring in monthly five times more than overhead, sort of, you know, rent all those fees. And it would be so then with that in mind, there's no way I would be able to do that. Like, it's almost like our hands are pushed towards automation. Mm-hmm. But because I also want to save money, I, I told my husband that I, what I would like to do is front load all the work so that the first day that automation is charging me, right, that first day the subscription starts, I want to make sure everything is loaded and we're already online instead of right getting this and then trying to make sure those things are in place. Mm-hmm. And again, for the last two nights after I'm done being a mama and everyone's asleep, I stay up all night trying to, you know, template and, and, you know, pricing guides and welcome emails and follow up emails and yeah, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been really fun, but yeah, but it, it just got me so excited to kind of talk to you about it and to know that you're sort of in the same space, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's really cool. But yeah. I know I'm looking at it and I, like I said, I'm aiming for um, getting started on it by fall because falls where it just gets crazy mm-hmm. over here, which I'm grateful for the crazy, but there's just, it's a rough time to take on a new project. And it, it seems like it's just a lot to try to merge. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll maybe stay in touch on that progress too. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. Um, and isn't that funny that that's part of adulting is trying to figure out, right? Because kids wake up each day and just like, what's happening? And mm-hmm. then for adults, you have to plan so far ahead, right? Mm-hmm. And, and prioritize and manage. Well, just like today, I'm recording right now. She's upstairs with her dad while he's, you know, helping with her for a sec while I record. But I'm already thinking, okay, nap time. I've got to get this, 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 and this done. I am finally starting blogging because, you know, I'm 10 or 20 years behind everybody else on that. (laughs) So now I'm trying to figure out how to turn blog posts into social media posts and schedule it and automate and batch because if not, I'm just on my phone 24-7 and my kid is so upset with me and I feel so guilty. Mm -hmm. But it's a full-time job trying to do it all. Anyway, I'm glad we're talking about it. Yes, you're in good company. And I I truly think, you know, a lot of mom entrepreneurs and just moms in general, like, will 100% relate to what you're saying. You know, it's like, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it really it's is. hard. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of HoneyBook, if that's the way you're leaning, I'm pretty sure I saw a code out there, like, because, you know, it's the retargeting ads. Once you visit a website, they follow you. <laughs> and so I got uh, a coupon code in my newsfeed that said like 90% off. So I don't know. I'll share that with you in case that's helpful. I would love it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So switching gears a little bit, I want to know how you make time for editing. Like what is your, you may not have like a dedicated routine, but is there any kind of a rhythm to your week that you've found yourself kind of cruising through to get everything done? Uh, you know, it's Okay. A really big question for me because, um, and it's funny, you're just catching me at a time where I'm almost like rethinking everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently reading. So I, I love to read, uh, read for pleasure, read for whatever, self-help, right? Um, mm-hmm. And currently, and of course, as a mom now, I only do audibles because, right, audiobooks because yep. I, I do not, I cannot. Okay, so you get it. So <laughs> I'm currently listening to Hunt Gather Parent, and I know I'm behind because I know it's been all the rage for years now. But um, 
it's gotten, it, it really is giving me a lot to think about. One, the chapter I was listening to last night as I was working at 3 a.m. was heavily talking about how to involve young toddlers in essentially adult life and how beneficial that is to them. And not only to them, but also to you, because now you're not saying, let mommy fold the laundry. You go watch TV for a second. And now you're folding laundry together. And, you know, and how and how can you even get them to, because she talks about how, you know, these societies, um, outside of Western culture is able to have essentially a seamless and wonderful and cohesive and helpful family life, even with very young children involved. And it just totally piqued my interest because my life isn't like that. And what I mean by that is my life is during the day, me trying to do some chores, essentially, you know, shoveling kids off to read or watch TV or screen time so that I can fold laundry and, you know, do sort of family chores. And then at night is where, I need to be super focused because editing, I need, I, you know, cannot have sort of interruptions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and it's just not a sustainable mo- model in the sense that, so what happens with editing is that it happens again, when the house is asleep, when everyone is asleep in their beds, not anywhere near my computer or, or, you know, constantly being interrupted. It's such a mind drain um, that that's when the editing starts. And I actually edit for a plastic surgeon in LA, she has her own private practice in Beverly Hills. She's on the TV show Botched. Um, so she she has very consistent work that mm-hmm. I, and it's a really supplementary income, right? So um, I edit for her and sometimes it's it, it's a lot because it's just, it's a, a batches of patients, right? Um, and again, no schedule, just basically when everyone is asleep, that's when I get started. But listening to the book, and again, it's as recent as last night, um, I, I would really like to go into a model where throughout the day, because she even mentions bring um, how beneficial it is to bring children into the adult world. That is your job. So if your job allows for the children to come visit like once a month, if your children can see you like if it's secretarial, if they can see you sort of, you know, put envelopes together, stamps on and help with that. And it really got me thinking because, you know, my job is, um, fun. I mean, I think it's fun because I'm biased, but I, I feel like to a child, right, if it's mommy's job as a photographer or daddy's job as an engineer, I mean, isn't a photographer's job more fun? And and why am I not bringing them onto this journey, right? And, and when we do open the studio to have them play in the studio space and help clean up after a photo shoot, you know? So it again, it really is getting my mind going about how more, I think, integrated, I can make my family and work life because it is integrated, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm a stay at home mom who also has a full time job. It's it's not a side hustle. And, and, uh, and why am I separating it and thinking that that's the only way that I can make it work. So don't have the right solution yet. But I think the the current book is really getting me um, brainstorming a little bit. And you said that's called hunt, gather, parent. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find that link for the notes too. <laughs> that sounds okay. like a book. <laughs> and I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's such a refreshing take on it because I mean, right now I've got, well, she's not quite two, but she's a handful and I have a very small studio and I just, I feel like I immediately picture anxiety having her down there, but I'm also thinking why I have other kids there when I'm doing photo shoots. Why am I worried about my child in the studio? Mm, <laughs> like if she makes a mess, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, and and honestly, I if you have the time to listen, I I truly highly recommend this book and I'm actually reading with one other mama and we're uh starting a book club. Again, you're you're it's funny. You're catching me at a time where I feel like a lot's happening, like meaning first 
first time. So she and I are actually meeting in August to discuss this book. And I'm supposed to have finished it by then, which is why I'm like actively listening to it. But it it really is giving me a lot to think about, especially because of all these real life stories. You know, I that's what I love. It's I I don't like advice when it's very theoretical. Mm-hmm. Um, I love practical advice. And when you also tell me before giving me the advice that there's proof in the pudding, right? That like these societies and these families and you see it in your own life mm-hmm. that these sort of active wisdom you're passing on is working. Um, so maybe we can check back in a few months and I'll tell you how it's going in our house. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and yeah. not to hijack the conversation, but I grew up around that too. So my mom was a private caregiver for a very long time until she ultimately ended up physically hurting her back too much from lifting. But we went along with her until she had to take us to school. And that was basically her break time was to run us to school, but we were there. And so we were exposed to watching her work and we knew that, you know, we needed to behave and we were still able to play, but, um, it also introduced us to the geriatric community early on. So that was kind of cool in a different aspect, but, and then if we were with my dad, because they were divorced, um, my dad worked for my grandparents who were, uh, they design and manufacture medical equipment and that was their entire life. Like that was their day to day life. And so when we were with my grandma, because she was watching us, she wasn't just there to entertain us. We were there fitting into their day-to-day life as an operating business out of their home. And side side note, I'm hoping she'll let me have her on the podcast for National Grandparents Day in September because I she's the first entrepreneur I ever saw as a model. Mm-hmm. So, well, female entrepreneur. But anyway, yeah, it's so beneficial for kids to grow up seeing, I don't know, the family business, the family work life and not just be having it happen during nap time only. Yeah. And, and not, again, not to turn this into a complete sort of a a book club discussion, (laughs) but some of the things that it really struck a chord with me, like, like she, the author mentions that children, young toddlers, right. We're again, not talking about sort of a five-year-old, we're talking about two-year-olds that they're inherently helpful, but sort of why are Western moms, I'll just speak. Cause I, you know, I don't want to speak for my husband, but why are we looking at that as, cause I look, I definitely look at it as not helpful. You know, when, when I'm starting cooking and like, I want to help, I'm like, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> but that, that, that it's in them, but we almost breed them into thinking, my role in the family isn't to be helpful. My role in the family is to play with Legos or watch TV when mama is doing things to benefit the family. And why is that? And I mean, honestly, again, it totally blew my mind to sort of have this paradigm shift of, no, they're a member, because you would ask these other societies, right? Um, And they would say, oh, what do you mean? I help because I'm a member of the family. And I was not, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, how do we train them at two? Cause again, right. When they help at two, they're going to make a mess sweeping. They're going to make a mess at five. But by the time they're seven, they, you trust them to clean the house. You mm-hmm. know, they, they come and make your bed. And again, just sort of knowing the end goal, it's really making me very excited to try to implement in our family. And she would even say like, um, you know, she talks about sort of this adult world and kid world and how we shouldn't do stuff that's focused on the kid world. For example, making play dates just for children. Like you should go, the kids should go on a play date because you and the mom are friends, you know? Um, And she even says like the way you judge it is after an activity, right? Is your child sort of better, calmer, you know, more integrated, more with themselves, or are they sort of having sort of a, um, 
hangover, a mini hangover of sorts. Mm -hmm. And, and if, and the hangover activity should be minimized or diminished altogether. And it really got me thinking, you know, when they come back from the playground, are they more settled or are they out of control? And, and sort of wanting to sort of revamp everything because she would even say we would go to the playground because I actually love the playground. So it's an adult activity, but I don't want to play on the playground. So I will work. She'll, she's a writer. So she types on her computer and her child will play or, you know, they'll just sit there and read together. And again, gave me a lot to think about because I think my life, the, the reason why it's so full and extending into the wee hours of the morning is because I'm trying to do all of their their activities and then at night I do my activity and there just isn't enough time in the day you know that mm-hmm. there, for us it, there needs to be more integration so I'm yeah. so glad our conversation went direction it did that's such an important topic it's so good yeah and you and, said and, you're in the middle of what, it and that's the point is to share what you're learning yes. as you're learning Exactly. Exactly. And what I mean, I think parenthood, like I, I now feel like no matter how old you get, you just kind of constantly learn, right? Mm-hmm. Because your children are constantly hitting a new milestone and new challenges and definitely very humbling. That's yeah. for sure. For sure. Well, you so talking self care, you already mentioned that you like audiobooks, And I know that you enjoy um, your hip hop dancing classes. <laughs> I love yes. watching them, by the way. I love what you share. Oh, online. no. It's so fun. It's, and you're yeah. so good. No, I'm I'm terrible. I, oh, you know, it's funny because I'm the one who puts them out there. So, of course, I should expect people to watch it. But whenever someone mentions it, I feel deeply embarrassed because the class is made up of, I predominantly, I, I would assume non-moms. You know, they look like they're in college and their minds are just so sharp. I, I, I cannot keep up, but really it's, it's, it's great for physical and mental exercise for me. So, yeah. Well, yeah, but thank you, you shared... for being very kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shared like, you know, your various passions. Is there anything else that you really love to do to recharge that you haven't talked about? Um, so I also started, I, you know, I think, um, I'm just in a phase where I'm trying to discover what those mm-hmm. things are because for so long, right. I wasn't given the freedom. And and then as a mom, I just was so busy, but I think I'm really looking around at other moms in my life and sort of what they're doing and just kind of dipping my do- toes into all sorts of area and see what sticks. So another lesson, if you will, that I, I recently started is the vocal. So vocal singing classes. Um, and actually I ran out to get Boba last night and ran into my, vocal teacher at Boba, which was really funny. But, um, and really, again, it's because we sing or I sing to the kids every day, you know, we Disney songs on loop. And um, mm-hmm. at this age, they they just love it. They think you're the greatest, right? Like they, they always say, mama, you sing so well. And, and I know I don't. So I think, you know, I told my vocal, she's like, Oh, what brings you in? And, and where do you want to get to? And I just said, you know, it's not for performing. I just want to sing better in front of my children. Because one day when they get to a more, um, honest and sober judgment of that singing skill. I would like to still match that. Oh, mama, you sing so well, right? So um, looking into that, I, I've been dying to pick up a guitar. But again, just, I mean, there's so many things I want to try, but mm-hmm. there isn't enough time in the day. But I honestly, I think anytime when I'm truly alone, I know it's horrible because I love my children. But when I'm by myself, when, when the space that I occupy, they do not occupy. And I can do anything. It feels very recharging. You know, it feels very, yeah, because it's just me, you know, and so much of my life is them. So 
Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no guilt or no shame in that because I'm right there with you. The solitude for that. even five minutes is awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, you know, once upon a time, I never understood moms who said for Mother's Day, they just want to like be alone or, you know, go to a hotel for the weekend. Cause I just thought, well, no matter how fun that hotel or whatever is, like, don't you want to be with your family? And now I'm just like, oh, I, I told, yeah, let me, please put me up in a hotel for the weekend, you know, for Mother's Day, because just being able to be alone and, you know, sort of not have thoughts or anything interrupted, right? The interruption is what really drains me throughout the day, um, because at this age, they're so constant and incessant. And I love them. But sometimes it's like, I can't, you know, um, but yeah, so I'm still still trying to figure those things out. Um, but, but, but for me, I realized it's not necessarily the, the typical self-care, right? Sort of getting your nails done or getting your hair done or getting a massage. Those things are wonderful too. But if I have the time to do that, I sooner go take a class and, you know, learn something new. And yeah, so That's those inspiring. are really fun for me. Oh, thank you. I admire that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's so fun to watch all the all the, the new Avengers. Yeah. And, yeah. I feel like you should rename your, um, I don't know, your Instagram account, Adventures of Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, so at nighttime, when you're not editing, if you had a free hour for TV time, do you have a favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, man. Okay. So um, I'm not sure that everyone can relate to this, but we we really love Asian drama. So Korean dramas, Chinese dramas. And for the longest time, I feel like um, maybe the more popular or, you know, the more well known are the, the Korean dramas. I feel like culturally, they've done such a amazing I mean I don't know how they did it but they they've very successfully outsourced culture right k-pop is all the rage like mm -hmm. I feel like in America like American teens and whatever American people I'll just say very much embrace I think Korean pop culture you know they've just done a very amazing job of selling and packaging it making it mainstream making it fun um I feel like China sort of historically has not really been on the world stage but really I feel like I have seen little steps forward um and very recently um there are two dramas in particular that we watched that was Chinese and it it was just wonderfully done in fact I would say it has overtaken my favorite Korean dramas that I've watched um we we don't have our sort of uh, Netflix subscription anymore. Uh, now that we have kids, we we try to just stay on one. So so I feel like so it's Disney for us now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like I'm not as up to date about the the new sort of Netflix releases. Um, but if we have the time, we actually try to pick a, a Chinese drama and you know sort of episode by episode get through what we can. Um, but it's very it's like a it's like a complete it's almost it's funny because because there's almost a culture shock every time I start one because it's so different, right? The content is so different, but it is so entertaining. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's our guilty pleasure. We just ditched Netflix too. <laughs> oh, are we twins? Like house. we've like always talked about that. I feel like, <laughs> but yeah. I know my husband was advocating. He's like, I'm so tired of Netflix. There's just junk. I don't know. He just, he was Compared to our other platforms, he was like, let's just ditch it. Let's ditch it. It's just getting more and more expensive. Anyway, 
side yeah. tangent. We're we're not on Disney yet. I'm really looking forward to that stage. I feel like she's still too young to really be able to enjoy the Disney movies. So until she's mm-hmm. ready, we are, I don't know, what do we watch? We do a lot of the live stuff on YouTube for her. That's kind of fun. Oh, okay. And we just okay. discovered Daniel Tiger has some live. Oh, and we're very excited yeah. about that. I love that. Yeah. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, my kids never really got into because you know how kids kind of go through phases, mm-hmm. right, with shows. For whatever reason, they never got into it. But I love Dan because I mean, obviously, right, Fred Rogers. And, yeah. Uh, but my kids are into Bluey right now. That's their thing. <sighs> we I keep and hearing it, about that. Listen, okay, so same. So I kept hearing about it. So, you know, we got Disney, they they watch it. And we actually watch the Mandarin version because you can mm-hmm. you can change audio. Um but it is it, it is so entertaining that as an adult I would sit there and watch it. And and it's so funny. The 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 content, like the the storyline is so real. It is so real. It it's it's so, it tickles me because as an adult, I'm tapping into the realness that they're portraying and the kids are just entertained, right? But it's definitely one of those shows where like if you sat there and watched it with your children, you wouldn't be like, Oh my gosh, what why am I here? You know, it it's I, yeah, it's a great show. So very well written. Um, and obviously the graphics are really cute. So that helps. But yeah, I can't wait for you to get on the bluey train with your little one. And then we, we can talk about how funny and how real the show is. But it's it's great. Well, yeah. so technically we are on the bluey train. We're at the very beginning because I discovered that they have live bluey on YouTube too. And I watched oh. it and I was sitting there honestly so confused for the first little bit that I was introduced to it because it was so different than Daniel Tiger or Blue's Clues or any of the stuff. It's just, let's sing a song and teach you, uh, you know, a good moral and, you know, I don't know, all the good stuff, of course, but it is so real. And I'm like, the banter between the dad and the girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Part of me was like, is this okay? And then I was like, wait, yeah, it's okay. It's real life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids are a little bit older and yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, for me, I'm just, it's funny because I'll like, if I'm doing dishes and I hear certain things, I'll just chuckle to myself because it's so funny to (laughs) me, but I'm sure the joke is kind of over their heads. Right. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We could keep talking about kids shows all day long. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, geez. Well, let's, uh, I've got a couple more questions for you as we wrap up. If you could go back and tell yourself something as a tired, fresh, first time parent, what would it be? Uh, okay. So, you know, I, okay. I immediately know what I would say, but I also know I would immediately, if I was that you know, first time prior parent, I wouldn't have taken it because when I was that parent, this advice was given to me, um, which is again, sort of enjoy the moment, you know, um, when, when you're, because time will go by so fast mm-hmm. and, um, don't do anything, right. Just stop and be with a baby. But of course, even with Teddy, I mean, you know, third time around, I constantly like, again, knowing that this is advice I want, this is advice I I wish I can go back because those moments are now gone, right? With my two older kids, Teddy's now, you know, one day old, two day old. Yet during those one day old, two day old, was I just holding him, cuddling him, you know, spending a whole day staring into his eyes? No, I was hustling. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, but, but, but this is, you know, true to myself, 
from my heart, I wish moms could really listen to that because you will have time to do those things. I'm preaching to the choir here because, okay, then why don't I do it, right? Um, you will have time, right, to to get the new studio, to start dinner, to whatever, play with your other kids. Because, again, I, I, I couldn't with Teddy just look into his eyes. I have two other sets of eyes who I also, right, because I still want to catch that moment at three, moment at five with my oldest. Um, I definitely did more with Teddy. There are definitely moments when I said, I would say to my husband, please take the kids out. I just want to hold Teddy. I just want to sit here and hold him for an hour, you know? Um, but because that's, that's the whole of it, right? I feel like if you chose to be a mother, if you became a mother, um, that little human, you know, no matter what shape or form that looks like, but it takes up your whole universe, you know, and I just time passes too quickly. Like it's such a thief and it's just here and gone tomorrow. And and again, I'm sure that's why you and I do what we do, right? We try to capture those moments that is just gone tomorrow. And, Mm -hmm. but now you have proof you have, you know, a piece of paper that can hang on a wall that you can look back on. And that's that moment that, uh, you know, cause I feel like neither of us take photos where everyone's posed and smiling into the camera, right? That, that, that fake moment, what we want to capture is real connection and, and real moments. And I even tell my mom, you know, don't pick the photos where your toddler is smiling back at the camera. I know that's your attempt. You look through your gallery, you want to pick that one smiling photo. No, pick the one where that expression is the one where in 20 years, you're going to be like, I want to remember that at three, he constantly, you know, growled or grimaced or whatever, mm-hmm. rolled his eyes, right? Pick that photo because you'll, you'll have a million smiling photos in your own phone, you know? Um, but again, it's just time is so precious. You, no matter how hard you try, you cannot hold on to it. So you being that first time tired, you know, crazed, desperate mom, just hold your baby, you know, don't do dishes, literally go to Costco, buy those, you know, bulk plates, right? Toss it all when you, okay, just be not green for a second. It's fine. You're allowed. Um, And just spend time with your baby. Just hold your baby, kiss your baby, right? Just your baby, like put everything else aside, everything on the back burner, just take a break from life and enjoy those new tender moments. Because again, in the blink of an eye, they're I'm going to start crying, but they're just gone, you know? seriously it makes me so sad this is what like sleep deprivation and um you know postpartum hormones and would do to you but I I really mean it and I really hope moms would take it but I know that you know it's very very difficult and me being that first time mom would not have listened you know but yeah yeah same I know that's probably the same thing I would tell myself because I ask this question to every guest and I I don't know. I know. Does everyone say this this answer? <laughs> it it seems to be the common theme and for whatever reason so many of us if not all of us probably feel guilt because we were preoccupied with other things and it just felt like I don't know. I found my daily I don't want to say self-worth, but I found my daily I guess I will say it. Self-worth in how productive was I? And now I'm looking back and I'm like I knew I had people telling me just slow down. Dishes can wait. I get it. But then in that moment, I just tuned it out and just kept worrying about everything else that I shouldn't have been. And I look back and I'm like, I don't even remember doing much skin to skin with her. And I don't, I can't get that time back. Mm -hmm. I didn't do much skin to skin. I wish I wore her more just in the little, um, like Moby wrap type wrap, Mm -hmm. just having her on my chest when she was small, instead of laying her down and needing that moment to go do something 
separate. And I'm like, I just wish I could go back. And I can't. So anyway, yeah. I feel like maybe the mer- the more that we all share this similar advice, people listening might be able to implement it more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, on the flip side, too, I feel like the fact that this advice is because, again, as a new time mom, it's not like, oh, why didn't anybody tell me like people? There's so many voices mm-hmm. telling me this. Right? Yeah, I didn't do it. So I think on the flip side, maybe a listener who hears this right over and over again on every episode can not necessarily just think, oh, I'm going to take it, but but maybe give herself the grace, right? Mm-hmm. Because all of us didn't do it, even though we knew better mm-hmm. and, and, and not beat herself up over the missed snuggle times and the missed, you know, baby wearing and, and, and forgive herself and allow herself to, to sort of process that, right? The, the regrets of motherhood, if you will, because that's, that's the other thing, mom guilt and mom regrets. It's just, it's like another soul crushing element of this journey, right? Yeah. It's like the busyness, the juggling. And then at the end of the day, we, we beat ourselves up and, you know, we, I feel like as moms really need to give each other the allowance to let it go, forgive ourselves, right? Extend the grace you would extend to your friend, to yourself. And we're doing our best. Right. And yeah. And you're a great mom, Alicia. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So are you. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take it. (laughs) Well, okay. As we wrap up, um, I know you've talked about your studio uh, ventures coming up soon. Is there anything else that you're really looking forward to over the next like couple of years, whether it be goals or projects for family or home or more business plans? Yes, actually. So um, part of that, you know, studio endeavor is, uh, again, now that we're, we're sort of done focusing on expanding the, expanding the family, we want to, I want to expand the business. In fact, I said that my goal is to essentially out earn my husband, hopefully in the next year or two, he's the sole breadwinner right now. And I'm so grateful. But I would just love to do that, not because I think women need to do that and not because he or anyone is pressuring me to do that. But I just feel it within me to be a very successful career woman. You know, I went to NYU. I have my master's. I feel like there is always a part of me that is very ambitious and driven. Um, But I also solely want to pour I told my, my husband this, that one day when I become a mom, I want to pour all of that innate talent and also all of that drive, you know, and the fact that, you know, the effort into being a mom, a full-time mom, I want to give all of myself into building a family. Um, so, so on this new journey of sort of, we're done sort of growing our family and now what do we do with the business? Um, all of it is to fund, I think, what I would like to enjoy you know, in this short time on this earth with my family. And it's so funny because at the end of uh, going into 2020, so like that, that new year resolution, right? January, 2020, we said, we're not, we're no longer going to focus on the material things of life. We're going to focus on experiences. So no more toys, no more gifting. We're going to take trips. We're going to, you know, explore. And then COVID hits and sort of for three years, we've been very, we're also on the very extreme side of COVID precaution. So it's funny because now that when we couldn't take trips, when we were whatever, we went back to the gifting and mm-hmm. in fact, extra gifting because of COVID, right? Feeling bad that they're so secluded. And um, so now as as our family is coming out of the horribleness of the last three years, we now want to, again, like sort of revenge travel, 
So what I would love to do is be able to get to a place where financially, maybe my husband can pivot off his sort of, you know, nine to five, and we can be a very mobile family. Um, I really want to show my kids the world, you know, I want them to see that the world is bigger than their city, their whatever daily activities, even bigger than America, you know, I want them to really learn firsthand how other people live and sort of expand their horizons, right. Um, So, yeah, so those are those are very, I guess, intangible and, and big goals. And then, again, I'll, I'll keep you updated on how mm-hmm. those are going. Keep me accountable. So, yeah. That is so exciting. I love that. Yeah, we'll, awesome. we'll see. <laughs> so. Well, it'll be fun to follow along. Yeah. Well, speaking of following along, um, if you'd like to allow listeners to follow or connect with you, can you tell us where to find you? Yes. So I am most active on social media. Um, and I would say specifically Instagram. Um, I do have a business Instagram, which is at Lucy Liora photography. Um, but my personal one is, um, mama goosey Lucy. Wait, is it mama Lucy Lucy or mama goosey Lucy? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I don't know my Instagram account. Hold on. Sorry. Can no, I just pull it up really quick? I'll definitely put the links in the notes. Um, that way it's a quick connection it's, with you. Okay. Um, it's Mama Goosey Lucy. <laughs> um, so uh, that's where I share, um, you know, life and whether that's my new hip hop routine or, um, you know, cooking for my kids, the chaos of, um, yeah, being a mom of three. And because oftentimes I'm the one, you know, taking them around all three of them. That's been so fun, especially swim classes where the stroller is poolside and I'm just like stroller in the water, strolling down in the water. Um, yeah, so so that's where you can find me. Um, and then, you know, if there are potential listeners who is in the LA area and looking for a photographer, I would love to be considered. Um, but yeah. Awesome. I'm so excited that we got to <laughs> chat. It's been so long. I know. I and it. honestly, I, I felt like it was just a hangout, you know, I know. Just catching up with you because yeah. we're, yeah, it's long overdue for us to catch up. So, well, thank you for letting me record our catch up. Of course. So <laughs> it's <was> my pleasure. <laughs> well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and that tonight's sleep is a little better than the last two. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know I should just take my own advice, you know, and, and, uh, things can wait and pace myself. And yeah nap with the baby <laughs> yeah for sure yeah all right well yeah thank you thank you thanks for having me this has been fun and um I can't believe I you know get to be on your podcast and um and I love that you're doing this I I am a, a pretty big podcast listener although I like when I say that I don't mean I know a lot but I very religiously listen to one I've I have for years um, and I, yeah, I've always wished a part of me uh, sort of got into it and, you know, was running a successful podcast because the one I listen to, I enjoy so very much. Um, but yeah, I, I wish you all the success and in, in, in this endeavor and this creative outlet, and I can't wait to check out your other guests and, you know, hear what they have to say and their wisdom. And apparently the repeated advice of (laughs) slow down and be with your little ones, right? Yep. (laughs) It sounds like we're all united in that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, 
Yeah. Thanks again. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for spending some of your valuable time with me today. If you haven't already, I'd be so grateful if you'd take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you've shared this podcast with others that may find it helpful, that would also be incredibly appreciated. I'd really love to connect with you on social media. Shoot me a DM with any specific topics that you'd like to hear more about or any questions that you'd like me to ask fellow mompreneurs during guest interviews to come. You can find me on most platforms with the handle at Messy Mompreneur. I'll share my contact info in the show notes as well. All right, friend, have a great week. Thank you.